Cradleine Network. The law, and this is the 37th episode of Big Meg One. My name is Conrad, I'll tell my friend Eli, and this is the podcast where two Americans patrol their way through the Judge Dread magazine. Last episode, we reached the end of 1993 in our Meg timeline, so we're taking an episode to a retrospective on the year in magazineation. So we Talk about, you know, this year, the Judge Red Magazine. Tell that conversation. We're giving out awards in a number of categories. It's once more time for the Maggies. As always, our standard bunch of categories. And I just want to make very clear we're def- um, defining these as loose as possible. So any nomination can be for an individual panel or page or for a whole year of someone's work. And um, also, I've got reader nominations that I will read out after ours, and I really appreciate everybody who wrote in for that. You know, we're three years into the magazine now, We're really getting a sense of what this publication can be, having a good time doing it. And I think we're also entering into a period of the magazine where things are a little bit spicier, so people can have a little bit, you know, we're not... Maybe less likely for everybody to just say the same things over and over again, you know, which I think is always important. Anyway... With that, how you doing this time, Eli? Ready for some award action? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Fantastic. Let's get started with Award 1 Best Art. Eli, what's your favorite art in the magazine for 1993? I must know. Uh, well, uh, me being an artist myself, this was the hardest yeah, yeah. category. You're uh, an art guy, so I, I definitely appreciate, <laughs> I, I respect and desire your opinions here most of all. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, I have here um, a winner, and I have um, a silver and a copper uh, to give nice. out. Nice. Let's 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 work our way up. So who's your who's your third prize winner? Let me see. Some say bronze, but I say screw that. <laughs> copper right. only. Right. The, exactly. The, the 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 pennies of my moderate respect, Elon. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. My runner up for uh. I mean, sorry. My uh. Uh. Copper for runner up is. I uh, hope I'm saying this right. Uh. Frank Quietly, the uh, yeah, artist from Shimura. Yeah. Um, nice. Uh, yeah, loved his anime style on the comic. It, uh, it really under good understanding of like shape, color, lines, detail. So it was just um, really well done. Um, and nice. I really like that story. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was fun. Intrigue in Neo Tokyo or Hondo Sit for sure. Right. Exactly. For that story, I always go back to that one panel where something blows up and the ex- the force of the explosion, like, <laughs> says the word boom. Yes, you know? exactly. And I think that's very arresting. And like you say, does have kind of an, an, an anime or manga style, I think. Right. And uh, it was, um, yeah, the... Uh, line weight that he used helped to separate foreground and background really well. So everything had some depth to it, including yeah that boom word. It had like mm-hmm. uh, some perspective on it to give it more weight. And yeah, it reminds me a lot of like um, Scott Pilgrim, the movie, like how they kind of were just oh, yeah. playing around with uh, onomatopoeia and all these other things. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think that's real fun. Mm-hmm. Okay, so who's your if if, if that's what you got, who's your second place? <laughs> now this is I, I must tr- know. I have trouble with this one because uh, worry I'm being biased. Uh, so let's see. Second place is uh, Kevin Cullen. Um, he did several uh, illustrated. He was illustration illustrator for several of the comics yeah, for this block for like uh, a, a couple of those Hershey stories mm-hmm. and like creep and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. And even though like <laughs> I knew I liked his art because I didn't like a lot of the stories, but I, I was still <laughs> drawn to the art style. Uh, b- big sucker for the black and white contrast thing. Sure. 
Um, so yes, I yeah, there were like three or four stories illustrated by him, and I, I'd have any of them just you know in there to study and look at for my own own work. So I had to give that a shout out. Um, yeah, and, definitely. Yeah, he's got that sort of like dark, like ink wash kind of yes. a, a, a black and white style. Yes. I've got to I've got to show you stuff from one of my favorite artists, uh, Mike Dory, who also who worked in in 2000 AD in the early 80s and has this really like <laughs> heavy ink style that's really oh. amazing. I got a sketch from him earlier oh. this year, and he like. He worked like all of his work is like like he has a lot of pens and stuff, but he also uses a lot of those like really like thick tipped markers. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like like we're yeah. like like it's it, it's it's like a cube on the end, yeah. you know? Right. And there's there's a lot of really heavy shading with those that are really mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm a sucker for it. It's you know as long as it's done well and th- that you don't yeah. uh, j- um, compromise legibility because there were some some other uh, black and white artists, but like uh, once the legibility yeah. goes down then it loses a lot of points for me uh, legibility is always uh always a f- always a war being fought in the pages of the yeah. magazine yeah. I feel like, <laughs> you know right um and let's see and then for my gold medal and, yeah. and this this is why i had this is my moral dilemma uh it's um <laughs> arthur ranson um uh, Ooh, nice just showed up for uh the jesus syndrome uh anderson yeah. side division story uh so did it didn't show up a lot this time, but like that was enough. I was like, "Oh, you're in. Totally, you're number one. You you get the credit." Um, you know, when you're <laughs> when you're good, that's all you need. Eli. You can just pop in, you know, <laughs> blow everyone away and go home. Right. You know? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I always love um, always love their art, uh, and I also really enjoy a lot of the Anderson stories. So I think that gave it a little bit extra mm-hmm. extra points. But yeah, so detailed, so realistic, but still has a huge, like, weird fantasy type yeah. of sci-fi element to it and then sells it and makes it look like it actually does belong. Yeah, yeah. He he did that story in a previous year where Anderson goes into that, like, undercity, like, cathedral mm-hmm. and, like, shoots an angel and stuff right. like that. Right. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, it just makes you feel like you're there. It makes everything feel much yeah. more grounded. No, I agree. I like Arthur Ranson a lot, and I think he's really interesting drawing like Anderson and Judge Dredd because he's got that really realistic style. <laughs> and then when he's got to draw the sci-fi elements of like you know a judge uniform, for instance, yeah. that like is not realistic in, in a lot of ways. I think it really like it prevents a challenge, and he's able to overcome it. And I think that's right. pretty neat. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. But yeah, let me ask you, uh, who are you giving this award to for best art? Oh, man, I got I got I got, I got a medal stand myself. Oh, nice. Um, in third place, I've got uh, Ian Gibson, who's been doing the uh, the taxidermist. Nice. Uh, uh, towards the end of this year. I love Ian Gibson. He's such a uh, he's been he's a real long term artist on um, 2000 AD and in these British comics. Nice. And. I really love his stuff in the taxidermist. It's this amazing, like heavily stylized color, you know, color work. Everybody's really like, like he's sort of the opposite of Ranson, I guess, because everybody's <laughs> right. really like, like cart, like sort of cartoonish or like right. overbuilt and stuff. Yeah, their uh, features are pushed and pulled to make them yeah. more stand out. There, no people, yeah, no one looks these, alike. Right, exactly. You've got like, you know, so like like sardini's this really like kind of short squat guy mm. and you know and uh head is like real like tall and long and stuff mm. um mm. and like even as as the story goes by she kind of changes from this like babe to this like very very severe taskmaster and mm-hmm. stuff and even just right. like the settings like of the these like a big olympic stages or like the streets of Kathmandu and stuff like that are really great. Like it's mm. it's just a really it's a really fun, well drawn story, and I've re- it's really been one that I, I I always look forward to when we go through the magazine. Yeah, as, yeah. As we're talking about it. Yeah, I also want to say that um, the, using that style, he changes people and the places based on the feeling he's trying to go with. And yeah. I mean, I know he uses different medium as well. Like he'll change from paint to markers to you know whatever else. Uh, 
Uh, actually, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's what he's doing, but it, that's what it looks like. I mean, he definitely me. changes like like just like how his lines look mm-hmm. and sort of the the, the style of people looking at. It. I think I I mentioned this earlier um, in a previous episode that God has sort of that manga feel to me, mm-hmm. like in like Japanese um, cartoon or Japanese comics where you know based on the situation the way so, like the yes. way someone's drawn how much how much detail they have how much you sort of linger on certain elements of what they look like and stuff can really vary mm. a lot you know right right now that's a great great uh great perspective so then my second place is your third place uh frank mm. whiteley for both shimura and his work on a missionary man as well mm. Um, I'm a big Quietly fan. I think he's an amazing artist. And so it's been really cool just sort of having him, you know, show up as a young guy here on our podcast, you know. <laughs> and I definitely think that, espe- us, like, both for Shamor and I think especially for Missionary Man, these are characters that I think had a lesser artist been drawing, that they, they would have been far less memorable than I think mm. they are now. Like, especially that first like missionary man where he just sort of like walks through this town and blows everybody up and stuff mm-hmm. like that <laughs> really sticks with me based on the artistry you know right yeah no, that's a great point and then my winner for best artist is kevin walker for judge anderson childhood's end that mm. big mars alien story because <laughs> i think that was really great that was beautiful yeah uh- <laughs> there's all these Fun landscapes, really crazy, like, acts of violence and stuff like that. Aliens showing up and telling everybody they suck. And it's really well brought out. And I really like sort of his characterizations. I'm not... I'm a little down on his Anderson, I guess, just because I think Mm. he draws her a little bit too buff based Mm. on other versions of the character (laughs) that I've seen. Mm -hmm. But sort of on its own, I think it's really great. And there's Mm. that one... There's that one like there's that one set of pages where this guy sets off like a spear trap. Yes, that one is this, you, burned in my memory as well. Yeah, and there's <laughs> this one panel of just like his face kind of like being pulled away. Yes. And then you see on the next page and he's just like stuck to the side of the wall right. with this spear. M- mouth agape, right. Yeah, yeah no, that, that is never going to leave me either. <laughs> that's one that really stuck with me just as like a holy shit, that's an amazing moment mm-hmm. in these comics, you mm-hmm. know. um now a question just about um organization i like a lot of the things you said uh and they're going to show up later we'll talk about them uh did you do any overlapping i intentionally tried to make it so that if i gave somebody an award in one category then i didn't give it to them in another category i tried to give them the category that i believe the most of them i mean i would say definitely hold true to you the way you're gonna do it Mm -hmm. i'll say a lot of times my my awards end up being like if especially if i've got something like that's going to end up in first place it often ends up like it (laughs) often ends up sort of in pieces on the way up as well you know i got it but i think i think i think other ways of doing it and trying to find different people for each set of categories is also totally valid it's literally just a way to talk about this stuff yeah sort of no, I was just curious. Uh, Go over some keep it posse for 1993, you know. Mm-hmm. And to that end, let's keep going with Award 2 Best Writing. What's your favorite writing for 1993, Eli? I know maybe less of a focus for you, but I think we could all <laughs> be down with these characterizations and stuff. Yeah, definitely. And I have to feel like my instinct is because although – I really enjoy writing. I do a little bit of writing myself, but mm-hmm. like I don't pay as much attention to other people writing. Uh, I just know that when it's not done well, it really bothers me. Um, but sure. uh, so I guess my um, how I went about best writing was just stories that I really liked reading. Where I'm like, yeah. this stuff happened, and I liked it. Um, totally. Uh, which I think is is fine. Um, so let's see. Did I have three for this one? Uh, I hmm, I don't have three for this one. Uh, so here's what I'll do. I'll take a page yeah. out of Conrad's book and give um, someone I had for uh, I mean, stories want, higher up. For sure. uh, just me going in with two. That's, I mean, who it's does fine. that? Um, uh, so let's Listen, see. I, I've, I've come up with four or five sometimes. Listen, I don't give a shit. Like, yeah. As I go along, it's a, it's our show, man. You know, no only no one care. No one's right. gonna call us on it but us. You know? Right. I, I it's like a 
got to have my my order. I'm a, I, I need sure. the control. So, uh, <laughs> so third place, I'll give to uh, Al's baby. Um, so Ooh, nice that John would be Wagner. John yeah. Wagner. Yeah, uh, blood on the bib. Um, really like that story. They, you know, it was a lot of fun, and I'm giving a little bit extra credit for what they had happen. I feel like just the events that transpired were really creative. And I feel like that, mm-hmm. you know, you gotta, you gotta be a good writer to make me laugh in that way. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's this road tripping around, getting into scraps, assassinating mob bosses, stuff like that. Right. Right. And, um, understanding the characters enough to have their dialogue kind of, um, be that strong and interact in that way. Um, I think it is really good. Um, yeah, so let's see. All right, now let, let me get into my uh, my other two. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Um, uh, hmm. I'm oh, I'm always really like indecisive on my top two because as I like every time I think about it, I switch, I swap them. I'm like, all right, now that one. Well, let's. I mean, then, listen, I'm happy to call it as too close to call if you want, but I want to also hear what you what <laughs> you got. So I want to hear who's neck and neck. No, no. I, all right, so here's uh, second place. Silver medal. All right, we'll go with uh, 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 <clears throat> Garth Ennis. Garth Ennis, yeah, yeah, uh, for his work on uh, Chopper: Dead Man's Twist. Mm, um, yeah, nice. Yeah, that one one off Chopper story for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, I really liked it um, on how it kind of um, tied a lot of things together. I know there was another story where they kind of did the same thing for Dread, where they're like, here, Dread, when you were never born, and these are your kind of things. Yeah, uh, most recently, yeah, we just sort of had that Christmas story for sure. Right, but I felt like this was kind of that for Chopper, where it was like, here's mm-hmm. all the stuff and how that all made you feel. Uh, yeah. And I don't know if it's because Chopper has a special place in my heart, but uh, the writing made me feel really uh, strongly for the trouble chopper has been going through and like you know his life story um so yeah uh having a writer make me feel you know that's that's a that's a big one no that's that's high praise for sure (laughs) um yeah so let's see and Uh, who's your number one uh uh john wagner uh for his work on uh uh, mechanismo returns i really like that one um it could be me mechanismo bias but I felt like I saw several people write about Mechanismo. I mean, was actually was John Wagner the no, writer? No, no, I all think Wagner's written. All, yeah, he's okay. written all the Mechanismo stories. Yeah. yeah, I wonder why I like this one more than the other ones. It could be the art. That could Interesting. Be, could be the cause, but um, I just. It, I think yeah. <laughs> it felt. I think this one. I think Mechanismo Returns is an interesting story. It is sort of that number five out there like realizing you know with a need to judge but um the the world turned against him you know Mm -hmm. i think it's an interesting story for sure right right yeah and conveying that really well um yeah i think you're right it was maybe it's that just that stage in mechanismo's uh development that made it so interesting yeah plus i think it's it, it actually is pretty unusual in dread i think for what is that sort of standard superhero ending to occur? Like sort of where mm-hmm. they disappear into the sewers and like that's, we'll just have to wait for them to show themselves again. Mm-hmm. You know, that rarely actually happens with dread. So mm-hmm. it's, um, it's an interesting end for that story for sure. Yeah. That is actually pretty interesting because even Mechanismo being shot, shot to death in the uh, sewer, I'm still like, he's going to come back. Like, and I don't think that's actually true. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, not in that form at least, but maybe mm-hmm. reincarnate as a different robot judge or something like right. that, you know, at right. least spiritually, if not actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, let me, uh, that's my three. Let me ask you who gets your awards for best writer. Oh man. All right. So in my third place, I've got uh, Dave Stone, who's the writer for Armitage. Nice. There's some interesting Armitage stuff this year, especially in the Meg itself, just sort of balancing um, new stories with uh, like these flashbacks to the early days mm-hmm. of Armitage's career and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think it's an interesting way to do things. It's, it's not something that we see a, a lot of in these comics, at least. So I guess it, it, it is a, a trope in other cop shows and mm. stuff like that. 
Right, right. But I think it's fun and seems like sort of eventually maybe setting up some kind of larger Armitage story as well. So I think mm-hmm. it's sort of an interesting, yeah. interesting long-term storytelling yeah. here. That, that, all, that felt a lot more like a film in my mind. Uh, so I think that's a testament to mm-hmm. uh, the good writing is that I was like, this seems like they're following the, the plot beats and like the, the story right. structure of a, a, a film. Yeah. Totally. And then my second place is uh, John Wagner for a combination of ones you um, you mentioned as well. So <laughs> Al's Baby 2, uh, Mechanismo Part 2 and Part 3, and uh, the first half of the Taxidermist, which we've seen, <laughs> you know. Nice. John Wagner's really an amazing um, comics writer. I think he's probably like the master of it, honestly. Mm. And, you know, he's... and. Pretty much all of his work in um, has been here in the in the magazine. He hasn't done anything. He didn't do, write anything in 2000 AD this year. So it's been really neat to just see him kind of writing these stories that, that it seems like he wants to write. You know, he's <laughs> telling these dread stories that advance the plot of the world with um, dread and the robots and stuff. Telling really weird, silly st- or and, and then also telling weird, silly stories with Al's baby and the taxidermist. <laughs> you know, right? You know, I I hadn't really realized that he was the writer for all of those things. Like I know I hear his name a lot, but I hadn't actually put it to. It's easy. It's easy to forget. I think that, like, especially like. Th- it's very rare for the same artist to show up in one issue or something like that, or even mm-hmm. on, on this, on, on like in multiple stories in one episode, but writers mm-hmm. often do. And mm-hmm. especially someone like John Wagner, who, you know, can be when there's four stories in the magazine, he can be right in half of them, you know, mm-hmm. cause he's just really been prolific for all these years. So he's really <laughs> just sort of knows how to, how to get stuff out and for that stuff to be good, which is, you know, a, a nice balancing act to have for sure. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then my first place is actually John Wagner's former writing partner. And also I'd say a master of British comics writing. And that's uh, Alan Grant and pretty much just for his Anderson stuff this year. He's done some amazing, you know, childhood's end is probably the biggest one. But I've really enjoyed a lot of his Anderson work. He just did a lot to, you know, to take this character and uh, sort of slow play, I guess, just her dissatisfaction with the Justice Department mm-hmm. and uh, like her, her her place in the world, which then eventually led to her making her decision at the end to of chapter the world. End and, yeah, and exactly. <laughs> to, to travel off into space, you mm-hmm. know. But I think that it would be weird if that groundwork hadn't been laid um, a- ahead of time. So you just sort of been like, whoa, like ancient aliens, that's messed up. I'm going, I'm quitting and going to space, you know? Right. Yes. Now that's, that's a great point. Yeah. And I, I, I also, I guess that is a testament because I really do like Anderson as one of my favorite uh, judges. And mm-hmm. yeah, I, I probably a lot due to his writing of her. So yeah, I'd say Grant's the main Anderson writer at this point. I don't think there's a lot of people come on otherwise besides him for sure. Nice, that's cool. Um, yeah, yeah, good times. Listen, but now, so you know, comics, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> two two yoked oxen of writing and art, Eli. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. together, they both. Are 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 so saddled so that they can then pull the cart of the story mm. overall. You see what I'm talking about? Right, All right? Yeah. it's a good metaphor. Uh, yes, don't like won't hear otherwise. It make, it makes sense. It's good to hear. Right, exactly. Yes, <laughs> but so anyway, just the question is, yeah, just the overall the award three best overall story. Like, what's your favorite? What are your favorite stories for 1993 overall? The the combination of art and story and all the other je ne sais quoi, uh, yeah. the things that we cannot quite name of mm-hmm. uh, the comics. Is that what je ne sais quoi means? I've heard it so many yeah, times. It like, yeah, it's like a, what? I want to say it's like a little something extra. Mm-hmm. Got it. I like it. Yeah, it's like the power of friendship. It's art and you know, art and story together you know create something greater than both of them could you know separately that's that's, yeah, that's good it's a good time <laughs> yeah uh so let's see and now i have a lot of people on this list um uh but um as we've gone through it you know as i said i've uh, they keep flipping so let me give you my uh uh 
top three. Um, now, I really liked uh, Copper. Going to give it to Brief Encounters, uh, which was um, uh, by John Smith, uh, Scene Phillips, lettering by uh, Steve Potter. And that one was um, Judge Dredd has to... Um, oh, yes, when, when Devlin Waugh comes Devlin to Waugh town. Devlin Waugh comes to town, yes, exactly. Sean uh, Phillips, sorry. Oh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> oh, do I say something else? Sorry. Uh, yes, John. See, uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. It D- um, doesn't matter. But yeah, um, Devlin Waugh showed up. That That's a good one for sure. Yeah, uh, really love that one. It could be because I really love the art. And whenever my draws a buff... Uh, uh, John, uh, Waugh, uh, Devlin Waugh, I, it's just exciting. I, I don't know what that means about me, but I like to see it. Um, uh, yeah. but yeah, I thought that was a really fun story and it being so short is the only reason it ended up in, um, third place. Uh, even though I didn't really like, uh, uh Devlin Waugh earlier on, I wasn't a big fan of the original one until I came back mm. to it later. And then it's like, it like grew on me over time. Uh, yeah. I was like, what's like this? Like Devlin Waugh himself, I feel like. You exactly. Know, you sort of, at first you don't like him, but suddenly he's your best friend. I think right. That's sort of how it goes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was like, who's this bratty guy who's too buff fighting vampires? Well, this doesn't make any sense. And then, okay. <laughs> and then you oh, he's sassy. I can, I can get behind that. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Then, for my second place, giving it to um, uh, Anderson, Side Division, Childhood's End. Uh, yeah, he nice. came back. Uh, uh, I did feel as though it was that or Al's Baby were kind of tied for this. This case, so I wanted to shout them both out. But um, uh, Anderson won out just based on my love of sci-fi and that, you know, overused thing about aliens using humanity and then they're actually, you know, all this stuff. So I was like, okay, totally. I ha- this isn't a new thing, but I like how they played it. And um, giving me a fresh take on that, I think, um, uh, was, was nice. It, it just was a step above the uh, road tripping uh, uh, new father, you know, getting stuff done. <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah, and then my third, I mean, sorry, my, so my number one is, um, Return of the Taxidermist. Um, nice. (laughs) Really like the story. I just can't, can't stop liking it. And, um, it is still going and I give a lot of credit based on how it, how a story ends, but I've had so much fun on the ride already that unless they just, do some just completely drop the ball or just completely give up. I don't see it um, falling from uh, grace anytime soon. So uh, nice. yeah, really enjoying that one. Uh, yeah. Um, sorry, I went through that fast. Do you have anything you want to say no, about no, no. those? Um, I, yes. I, no, I totally. Do have, I do have great taste. Thank you for yeah. noticing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, but yes, what? Who gets your award for best overall story? Oh, man. Uh, I feel like I accidentally closed my copy <laughs> where I have it all written down. Jesus Christ. All right, here we go. Yeah. Uh, overall thrill, good times. My third place winner is Al's Baby 2, Blood Ooh. on the Bib. I like this story. It was fun. Had some biological stuff that was pretty gross, but also pretty fun. Um, I liked all the characters and just like all this kind of like, you know, just, yeah, mob road tripping, murderous stuff, seeing this semi-futuristic America and things like that. I'm a sucker for that stuff. I love road trips, Eli. (laughs) Like just showing up places and getting into a fight. That's a good storytelling device, if you you ask me. (laughs) Right. Oh, and I just really like these, you know, these characters and this story is also just a lot of fun as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, and that's, uh, and I should mention that's uh, Jen Wagner and uh, Carlos Escara. And then similarly, John Wagner and Ian Gibson, my number two is the taxidermist. <laughs> Loving nice. that story as well. You know, that one really, it's a, it's more recent one, but it really came out the gate and like, it's just really fun. And yeah. just again, taking these these tropes of sports movies and stuff and making them into something as weird as um, 
as weird as human taxidermy and just having a lot of like really uh, ridiculous scenes and um, like both the art and the writing is really over the top and, Mm -hmm. and, and crazy. And I think it's both is a story that is, is silly, but also has an emotional, like a, like a heart inside of it as well. You know, like you're really, you're really rooting for Sardini to like win and redeem himself, you know, Mm. and you really feel bad when, these obstacles come up in his way and stuff. And Mm. I think it really makes his, you know, his, you root for his character, but I think you also understand like, Oh, but you know, he's up against a lot. Like he might not be able to make it, you know? Right. The stakes feel real. Yeah. Yeah. I I think we talked about that in a previous episode too, of just that, you know, normally you come into a story like this and you're like, Oh, well, of course the hero is going to win. Like heroes win Mm. stories and stuff. But because this one is melancholy enough or has enough side things, mm-hmm. you, you know, it's not clear who's going to win. You don't know. Right. Like, it's not obvious that, Sardin- of course, Sardini will win because right. he's the hero. Right. Like, I could, you know, you could definitely see him losing and being like, so is the <laughs> is the wages of age or something like that. You right. know? And I think that's really neat. Yeah, I think also them um, taking a sidestep and showing the other competitions as well. I think it shows uh, understanding of pacing and world building. It, it Absolutely. makes you feel like there's more going on, which, yeah, gets perfect. Absolutely. Yeah, and just really creates this ridiculous sci-fi Olympic situation mm-hmm. where there's all these weird events going on and everybody's, you know, and uh, people are both taking it seriously and being really ridiculous. And I think that's really cool as well. And then my first place must be Judge Anderson for this year, especially Childhood's (laughs) End, but also a couple of the other Judge Anderson stories. Mm -hmm. Really like these stories. Um, I think... Again, yeah, just the uh, the going into the face of Mars and then mm. hanging out there and stuff is really fun and a really um, and then meeting ancient aliens and Orlock coming back and Anderson deciding to go in, in, into space and stuff. I think that's all this really interesting evolutions for the character and just a really fun and uh, like cool direction to go with that. Mm. And again, <laughs> I just think yeah, just sort of having. It be weird conspiracy aliens is <laughs> like a bold direction to go in this uh, kid in this comic for kids or for teenagers, I guess. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it seems like we have very similar tastes. It looks like they got a little moved around in there in the top, but yeah, it's, yeah. It, it, quality speaks for itself. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll say that I listen if I could if I can. Um, be so bold as to pronounce our opinions correct, Eli. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. You know, in the end, in the end, there's good stuff and it's good because, you know, and we recognize it as good because it is good. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) you know, and so I, and I think that honestly, when we get to the reader nominations, I think it's going to be a lot of overlap there as well. Um, You know, I think we we, we might miss one or two things, but yeah, I think it's definitely will is a fun, is a cool. um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's only so much stuff in here. You know, you can only be so, have so much variety in your opinions, I guess what I'm trying to say. Right, right. Anyway, or or let's keep going and and pull things out a little bit further with the award that's sort of for general people. And this is the award for MVP. It's like most valuable person or player or whatever else. Like someone who you feel like was very important in this year of comics, Eli. Do you have an, an MVP for 1993? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is it? This is a, a weird one because I, I only had a, a couple for this one. But let me... Uh, yeah. you. I mean, I'll say usually I only have one MVP because they're mm-hmm. the they're the most valuable person. Right. And to, exactly. Uh, to have runner-ups lessens it, buddy. That's my opinion. Yeah. But you, you do what you want to. I can't stress it enough. Well, well one of them's uh, a person and then the other are fictional people. So let me let me nice. add, put my fictional people first. Love uh, uh, Judge Anderson doing good work out there, having many sure. crises of faith and trying to overcome them. I, I relate. Hey, you gotta, you gotta, gotta make it work. Hopefully, you totally. know, your journey, you know, works out. Um, and we'll see you next year. Right. Exactly. Um, and uh, rude of me to forget his name, but who's the, um, uh, 
friend of Al, like the guy who he kept trying oh, to kill. Oh, Sal, his he, buddy? Yes. Yeah. Uh, hey, every, he tried to kill you, and you keep on persevering. You keep it up. It's it's hard work. There's, oh, wait, no, that's a, that's a Tony, like the boss's cousin or something oh, yes, like that. Tony. He keeps yes. killing, coming back. Sal Tony. is Al's like henchman guy oh, yeah, who like, guy does all the, the mothering the of the kid scene. and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. No, no, yeah. It was, it was definitely Tony uh, for <laughs> defying fate. Uh, uh, at every turn, absolutely. <laughs> He's the Jar Jar awesome. Binks of the story, which oh uh, no, I, don't, I think that's a good thing. I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. Depends on Moderate. how you feel about Jar Jar Binks. Um, Indeed. And then uh, number one uh, VIP is uh, John Hickleton. Uh, yeah, all right. Yeah. Uh, just because he put in a lot of stuff in these comics. I, Absolutely, those heavy metal dreads. Yes, I keep you know recoiling away from them every time I see them, but <laughs> just just going through that, I was like, hey, he's putting in the work. It's not easy work, and he keeps on doing it. Yeah, he's doing it to bother me specifically to, <laughs> to stop me from having good dreams, but he's doing a good job at that. And I want to yeah. uh, give him a shout out. No, I like Hank Clinton a lot, and I, I agree that he's definitely one of these artists that, um, you know, I I don't think, I don't know, like, I'm intrigued by his work. I don't know if I like his work. Like, I don't know if I'd want a, <laughs> a big poster. John Hank Clinton poster in the middle right. of my living room. Right. But it is, int- like, man, he does just do some stuff where you just kind of, like, you can't stop looking at it. It's like, whoa, what's <laughs> oh, going God. on here? This is quite a bit, you know? And right. I think that's cool. And I think there's definitely a place for that in these comics, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, yeah. And I think it, uh, uh, his art style still is legible. It's, I don't like r- looking mm-hmm. through it to find its legibility, but it, yeah, it's all there. you can see there. what's going on. Right. Yeah. And he, he does that. To bother me. He's just like, hey, you can see all the <laughs> grotesqueness. It's all here, easily splayed out, sometimes with like weird meat hooks and to splay it out more. Uh, yeah. So, uh, gotta respect that. <laughs> totally. Awesome. Yeah, I think for me, my MVP is going to be magazine editor David Bishop. Whoa. Mm, nice. Because... I've really, I think he's done a really interesting job just sort of stocking the magazine this year with not just with returning talents like, you know, like my top guys like Wagner, Grant, Escara, Gibson, these guys who are long running British comics talents that he's got here that are working in the magazine and not in 2000 AD, for instance, but also bringing in a bunch of new talent. Artists like, uh, or uh, writers and artists, uh, Robbie Morrison, Frank Quitely, Simon Fraser, and uh, and Gordon Rennie are all names that will that came in in 1993 and would go on to either just write or or go on to create a ton of stuff for 2000 AD itself, or just be big in the comics industry in general. You know, mm-hmm. and I think that sort of eye for talent is an important role for an editor. And mm-hmm. something that, you know, I think really stands out and helped improve the general quality of the magazine, which I think had a pretty strong year this year. I don't know if it yeah. was the classic, a classic, but I'll say that in comparison to a fairly to a 2000 AD in th- th- this year where there were months that had some very where we had some very weak months. Mm. Um, <laughs> the magazine has stayed pretty strong throughout, which I think mm-hmm. is uh in, in, in important thing to remark upon for yeah. sure yeah there were a lot of uh, heavy hitters in this one and uh yeah absolutely awesome so that brings us to the end of our awards for the magazine eli for your and my nominations and what we liked but we still got two things left and one we, we're going to listen to um, um i'll read out what the readers have um said and what they like so we can sort of see what's going on there and then after that uh, we'll come back and um, I will just go over what's coming up for the magazine in 1994. An exciting time in our, you know, as we move deeper and deeper into the 90s here. Sound good? Sounds great. All right. So let's take it away with those reader nominations. 
All right, everybody, here we go for your nominations for the 1993 Meggies. All right, starting off from email, Alex F., Best writing, John Wagner, Return of the Taxidermist, if writing sports commentary was a sport, Wagner would take gold. Oh, man. Yeah, all the, all the sports commentary in the taxidermist, especially that staring contest section. Amazing. Best art, Frank Quietly for Shimura. Mostly that one panel with the sound effect where the bike explodes. Yeah, that giant boom. Love it. Best overall thrill, Anderson, Childhood's End. Absolutely. Fine choice, best month of June, MVP Mechanismo for getting some slow burn, ongoing goodness back into Dread. I, I, you know, I think that's a good one, actually. The undercurrent of the Mechanismo storyline through the magazine this year has been really interesting. We had a bunch of, me- of Mechanismo stories, and it is sort of the reoccurring character for Dread as we go through. Best year of the magazine, 1993. Hey, that's this year. All right. I mean, as always, rock, Rocky Road in the past for the Meg. Rocky Road coming up for the Meg. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, from the forums, Colin will never walk alone. Best writer, John Wagner for uh, Mechanismo, Taxidermist, and bits and pieces of other things. Best art, Frank Quitely for landing with so much of a, with such a bang and best thrill. Hard to look past the Taxidermist. These are fair points for sure. Uh, Huey 2 says, best writer, Alan Grant or John Wagner. Best art, John Hinklinton. Ooh, for those heavy metal dreads. And story, Anderson or Taxidermist. Again, good choices. There's some real real standouts, I think, in the uh, in, in, in the magazine this year, for sure. The Monarch has best, has John Wagner for best writer. Best art, Frank Quite, Frank Quitely. Hell of an introduction. Best thrill, Taxidermist. Gotta be the Taxidermist. Whizbang. Uh, says that the mag- the magazine actually had a better year than 2018. It's interesting. Could be. I I, I should think about it more. Actually, just whether it, for these spitties, whether the me- whether the magazine or uh, the Prague was the better of the year. I guess we're about we're about to end. We're we're on the verge of a period where the magazine will definitely not be because it'll be mostly reprints. But you know, at this point. Magazine's putting out a lot of content per episode, and surely going into 94, that's true as well. Um, best art is Ian Gibson on the taxidermist. Best writing, John Wagner on Mechanismo. Taxidermist, Al's Baby, that hottie house siege. I like that one too. Very topical as well. Overall thrill, the taxidermist. And um, best dread story, Mechanismo returns and Mechanismo body count. All right, fighting these robots. Lay S, uh, best art, Ian Gibson. Um, He'll be around for a good while yet. This feels like the peak for Gibson. We won't see again. Glorious stuff. I, man, yeah, the taxidermist is so great. Love this, like, color period of Ian Gibson. Everything's really hyper-stylized and really cool. Great stuff. Best writer is John Wagner. Prague is hurting for lack of Wagner. And despite there being a lot of rum stuff on the Meg, having Wagner... Here keeps the whole enterprise classier than its component parts. Interesting. Ooh, rum stuff. That's British. Complicated. But, man, I think that definitely it takes Dread in, on, on another level to have hit, have Wagner be coming in here and writing these Dread stories for sure. I think it's a very interesting counterpoint to what's going on in 2008. Definitely. And Best Year Remains 1990. While it isn't as bad a drop-off in qualities over in the Prague, the magazine is also struggling a bit. Someone needs to realize that there are too many pages to fill every week and not enough competent artists and writers to fill those pages. I mean, it's every other week, right, for the Meg. But, uh, man, like, I got to say, in our recording, we're a couple... I'm a, as I'm as I'm recording this, our magazine recording is a little bit ahead, and the magazine and the, the, the magazine's about to expand to fifty pages an issue, and that's just too many pages. Like it is in terms of filling it with content and stuff. To say nothing of you know sad boys in the future having to write recaps and discuss them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, you know, but I guess I guess counterpoint. I'm enjoying these content-filled fortnightly magazines while I can, as all too soon, I think, we'll be talking about, like, one Dread story and, like, a quarter of an issue of, of Preacher or something like that, and that'll be all there is for Big Meg One. 
will be sad times. You know, but th- those two will pass. Anyway, exciting. The, the future. Always good to look ahead when you're here at the Maggie's. And I hope you'll remember when we get towards the end of, 19- of our coverage of 1994, you'll send in your Maggie um, nominations, 2080 forums. Or just if you want, or um, send me an email, reply to social media posts for things, whatever. Happy to get your nominations if I can figure out how to how to download them. And um, we'll put them up here on the show, read them out. You know, I pretty much read what people write. So if you want to make me say something silly, I guess it's possible. Like, you know, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> let's go back to the past and let, or I will allow the past boys of Conrad and Eli to take over this one. Thank you very much. And here we go. Thank you from the 1993 Maggie's. Coming back in real quickly for one last minute set of nominations for Spinney's and Meggie's because I forgot to do it in the previous episode. Oh, no. Embarrassing Conrad. Making mistakes. This was from Michael, who was uh, our host or our, uh, the co-host for the 2008 Winter Special this year. Hi, guys. Congrats on making it through 1993. Fox can get through that. He can get through every anything. 2000 AD noms, best story, Slaughter Bowl, best art, Glenn Fabry for Demon Killer, best overall thrill, Fire Kind, despite the publication mix-up, instant classic, best month, October, with Demon Killer, Tyranny Rex, and Good Enough Dread, that'll do it in 1993, MVP, John Smith, who saved 1993 from being 100% dross with Fire Kind, Tyranny Rex, Slaughter Bowl, and even an episode of Revere, intense output, Often overwritten, but never uninteresting. Ah, come on. Then for the magazine, um, a a clear step up in quality from 2000 AD this year. You can tell where Wagner and Grant are. That's true enough. Best story, Return of the Taxidermist. Funny, poignant, and some classic Olympic staring. Best art, John Hinklinton on Heavy Metal Dread. I don't really like these stories, but you cannot argue with the art. Best overall thrill, the taxidermist again. Best month is February with Al's Baby, Mechanism Returns, and Anderson. Three greats all in the same month. And finally, for his MVP, he's got Dave Bishop. And I actually, I, re- I remember this when I was doing the magazine because I stole his nomination. <laughs> <laughs> for introducing new creators like Robbie Morrison, Frank Quietly, and, Fry- and Simon Fraser, and Gordon Rennie, all came in into the in, into the 2000 AD in this world in the magazine. All would go on to be 2000 AD greats and or comics legends, which is hard to argue with. All right, now back to the show for real. All right, reader noms, good times. <laughs> so now, Eli, let's talk real fast about. What's coming up for the magazine in 1994, the distant future? So, bunch of thrills, bunch of stories. Um, re- coming, uh, returning. Of, of course, we got Judge Dredd coming back. I know you're surprised that there would continue to be Judge Dredd right. comics in the Judge Dredd magazine. Who could have foreseen? Um, indeed, yeah. So, the big... Um, the, the, there will be, of course, heavy metal dread, still more John Hanklinton to freak you out and so forth. <laughs> um, we'll have a couple stories I'm very interested in. One is a story called Giant, which I believe will be dealing with uh, the K- dreads uh, friend and deceased friend, but whose son is now a, a, a Mega City One a cadet judge, Judge Giant. So hopefully dealing mm-hmm. with that. A story called Howler by this artist, Mike Mc, uh, Mick McMahon, which I think you're going to really, uh, which I'm really interested in, and, and, and I hope you like him as well, Eli. I'm very excited about that. And then most importantly is the story Wilderlands, which will be, which will have art by Carlos Escara and will be a big, another big crossover event between us and Space Spinner 2000. It'll appear at both nice. comics at the same time. So we'll be heading to the Wilder Zone to talk about that one <laughs> off continuity. Very exciting. <laughs> so also coming back in 1994, the comics that we're seeing right now. So, you know, we'll continue working on Calhab Justice, Pan-African Judges, and the Taxidermist. We'll finish that up this year, um, early in 94. And then also coming back in 94, there's a... Uh, Harkin Burr, we're going to get a bunch of Judge Anderson as we just follow her adventures through space, basically, for mm-hmm. like maybe half a year or so. Nice. Um, the Creep's coming back. It's going to be more Shimura and more uh, Britsit Brute. So more uh, crazy blowing up stuff in England, basically. <laughs> 
And then we've got some new thrills or new stories, I guess I call them in, in, in Big Meg One. There's a story called Harmony. It's about a, uh, a lady private eye, I believe. There's solo stories for Judge Karen, who's a side judge who we've seen before in the pages of the magazine. There's going to be some solo stories from her. Nice. A story called O'Rourke, which I believe is Calhab related, but I forget exactly. Um, we'll get a solo story for uh, Mean Machine, who is this uh, guy who has, headbutts people and is a crazy robot cyborg and stuff like that. I think you've seen some. Pe- he was just in the reason to be fearful story, or for that uh, in that dread. Um, it's a Wonderful Life story, but he's oh, a, yeah. he's just sort of a fun, dumb Southern cyborg guy. You know? I like it. Gotta love people who just headbutt people for fun. Absolutely, the official two thousand, the official comics uh, sound effect for headbutting someone is a Bach, Eli B O K. Just FYI. All right, and then I got it mislabeled, but we also have Armitage coming back. That's a returning thrill, but not a new nice. thrill. So you know, leave me alone. I, whatever. Um, <laughs> the new creators we've got uh, for artists. We've got a uh, Charles Gillespie, Trev- Trevor Harrison. Uh, Adrian, Solomon, Simon Davis, and uh, Cyril Julian, and then uh, Mick McMahon and Carl Critchlow are writers who have, or are artists who have been on space on Space Bitter over in 2000 AD, but will be making their uh, magazine debuts. Also, uh, we'll have a new writer named John Freeman as well coming in. So, just some new folks, yeah. new stories, new artists, new adventures. The magazine in 1994. I'm very excited. <laughs> yes no it's very exciting yeah i'm excited to see how some of these stories conclude and get to check up on some of my favorite characters popping back absolutely in. yeah definitely i think it's gonna be a lot of fun um and i'll just say in terms of milestones not a, it seems like for both these shows every other year we have big milestones but not really ones in these off years um 1994 should take us through issue two issue two volume two issue 69 of the magazine and um we and our final episode will be uh, episode 49 so it won't be until 95 that we get to that big number 50 man that's gonna be pretty good (laughs) nice (laughs) yeah all right and with these hopeful thoughts in mind, I hope everybody enjoyed the show. As always, you can find space, or as always, you can find Big Meg One on iTunes, Stitch, the Google Play Store, Spotify, or our podcast site, BigMegOne.com. Contact us, BigMegOne at gmail.com on the 2000 forums or our Facebook or Twitter pages for all those Big Meg One. You'll find us. The show is brought to you by Steve Green, Robert Hardingham, your friends in the 2000 forums. If you'd like to join them and help support the show, we'd appreciate it. Check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Cradleine. That's the podcast network. Support the show, get advanced episodes, it's a good time. And come back as we arrive in the year 1994. Oh, man. More adventures in Calhab Justice, Pan-African Judges, Dread will go into Freefall, and we will be Mean Machines. We'll get a big introduction to that character as well. Um, and of course, we will reach the finale of the taxidermist, which I am super excited for. Eli we cleaned up in these awards, and we'll finally see who wins, who loses, and who gets stuffed, etc. <laughs> and until then, I'm Conrad, there, Eli, and we are Big Mag One. Drop it. <laughs> <laughs>